This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You win? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast with me, Tommy Kelso, Zach Woods and Josh Fletcher. Good evening, lads. How are we? All good, all good. It's been a while, hasn't it? Has indeed. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, we've had some technical issues starting up before we uh, begin. And uh, yeah, we've had like just some sort of connection issues. I've just got my old trusty uni Wi-Fi. Um, kicking in so we haven't got an intro for tonight's uh, podcast but anyway we'll just carry on talking anyway um so we are discussing tonight the blackburn game the uh, open house that i was fortunate to be invited into and also we're going to be just uh, doing a little preview for the Rotherham game on saturday uh so yeah let's kick it off with blackburn obviously we were uh, it was a very cold one last night me and my brother were trying to stay warm for as long as possible we uh Missed the first goal because we were stood in the bar just trying to keep uh, keep warm for a bit. Um, but yeah, it's another defeat. It doesn't look great on Rooney's behalf. Um, but it wasn't the worst performance in the world. It definitely wasn't you know, definitely wasn't great at the same time. But um, what did we think of it last night, guys? Yeah, I'll go on. I'll kick us off. I think there were positives to take from the game. I thought first five, ten minutes was a slow start. Uh, I thought the rest of the first half, we looked pretty decent. Um, nothing exceptional, but I thought we did look good. First 15 minutes of the second half obviously killed us. That's when we shipped in uh, the three goals and things just completely went wrong. Thought we responded to the three goals well, which um, isn't necessarily a positive after conceding three goals. Um, but we did look dangerous going forward. Um, Sariki Dembele's first goal I thought was really nicely taken. Uh, a really good effort. Um, obviously conceding late on again killed the game, but... It, it, it was it was an evening of mixed emotions. I've we've certainly seen worse this season. That is safe to say. It's frustrating because it's another game where we've shipped in a lot of goals. We've had a few games where we've conceded three, four under Rooney now, which is a concern. Um, but going forward, at times we did look dangerous. It's another loss, so we can't speak too highly or too positively of it because it's a results-based business and results haven't been good enough. Um, mm. But on the bright side, there were a few positives to take from the game, mainly going forward. I did think we looked dangerous, uh, particularly after shipping in three goals. 
<laughs> typical, isn't it? We literally had to go three goals down in order to kick into gear in terms of getting the ball in the back of the net, which is just typical Blues, really. But Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, as Zach said, I think those kind of had like an okay first half. Obviously, it seems to be when we're coming out at the start that we kind of just seem to be sitting back a bit and kind of getting like a feel for the game. And hmm. as Zach said, it kind of takes us going 3-0 down to actually react to anything. And I think it was almost kind of like a shell shock. And hmm. I think we've seen with this team under Rooney that when we go that goal down, it is a bit of like a, oh, oh God. Um, yeah. But like they reacted to it well. The two Dembele goals he took really well, which is a positive sign that he's still got that quality and he can produce. And yeah. I think the goal at the end was kind of a sucker blow because we were getting back into the game. Uh, looked like we probably were going to be the team to get the equaliser and just that goal at the end really took away but a uh, better performance but again the results just aren't really coming I know we got the winner Sheffield but kind of definitely makes this Rotherham game coming up even more important yeah definitely what do you make to the opening three goals for Blackburn sloppy I think the defence just looks disjointed which under Eustace, they really looked like they all knew what they were doing. They all knew their roles. Um, but watching the three goals uh, back, all of them were just silly mistakes. I mean, the third one, Ruddy, we don't see that from Ruddy. Usually that's just a routine save. Usually he just kind of catches it and mm. we're off. But um, really poor from him. The first two goals as well, Awu and Sanderson, just as if they've never played with each other. They don't really seem to talk to each other during the game or seem to know where each other is. They just kind of, one of them just goes to get the ball. And if they miss it, then the other one's just kind of stranded. So mm. definitely something they need to keep working on, especially if we're going to play this style that really wants to play. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, after going to the open house, I know that from, you know, just sort of being there, you know, that's his, that's his definite approach that is. And he mentioned that actually. Um, he brought up a, uh, a reference from the Ipswich game. The first goal we conceded where Sanderson goes out, he misses the ball and they run in and then they score from it. And that was quite uh, consistent last night with the first uh, opening two goals, really. Um, which, you know, it's a bit of a shame, really, because, you know, those, you know, I, I don't think it reflects fairly on Sanderson, if that is, makes sense, really. I feel like um, he's been caught out a few times this season um, and those were definitely chances like that. But I don't, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a bad player. I know my brother doesn't particularly rate him, um, but I don't think he particularly rates him in terms of his uh, ability on the ball, though. Um, I think he's a decent defender, though. But, yeah, it, it's definitely one to take into consideration. And, yeah, like you say, Ruddy is like... I've never seen that, really, from him ever, apart from maybe... Uh, probably even in pre-season or, or maybe the Swansea game last season where he just... But even then, that was just like a lack of misjudgment that was. He wasn't... He's never been bad with his um, shot-stopping ability, so that was um, quite a surprise, really. Yeah, I think I think the frustrating thing on the Rooney is normally defensively, we're actually pretty good and on paper this season. Our back line is probably the strongest it's ever looked. we got Drama, who's prior to Rooney coming in, have been brilliant, particularly in those final two games, both against Huddersfield and West Brom, he looked brilliant. We've got Ethan Laird coming back from injury, who first game back, to be fair, looked like he hadn't been away. Uh, but we know how talented he is. Buchanan's come back, looked very good against Wednesday and can't compliment him too highly last night, shipping in four goals. But we know what a fantastic fullback he is. 
I'm a big fan of Sanderson. I've always loved him. I think he's that typical modern centre-back, strong, pacey, powerful. Um, yeah. I agree with your brother. Maybe not the best on the ball, but he makes up for that in other ways. And then Iwu, he's, he's valued at £3 million. He's, he's an imposing defender, isn't he? He's it's so frustrating that we've got these fantastic defenders on the pitch and we're shipping in, you know, we shipped in a few goals, four goals last night, a few goals against Southampton, you know, even conceded to Sheffield Wednesday at the weekend, who are bottom of the league. It's mm. it's infuriating because under Eustace and even last season in parts, especially pre-World Cup, defending was our strong point. And now that our defence is looking probably the best it's, it has in recent times on paper, we're shipping in a load of goals. And for me, that can only be down to the way we're setting up, the way we're being managed, the way Rooney wants us to play. Um, so it, it's 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 such a shame to see such a good defence shipping in so many goals. And as you said, Tommy Ruddy, Ruddy we've he's always been so solid, such a, a fantastic goalkeeper, pretty much apart from, as you mentioned, that pre-season game against Rio Vallecano, I think, where he made a mistake in Swansea. Yeah. He very rarely makes mistakes. He's, he's, he's so fantastic the ball in the air but it's just it's just not quite working at the moment defensively is it i think your airpods might have just died <laughs> yeah uh, oh hello it's all going <laughs> oh, my God. i will you know what i'll send you a picture after this my tablet is on a box leaning against my tv so we're uh we're on a very budget setup today but oh, you gotta love it this is what this podcast is made of award-winning award-winning channel <laughs> All dressed up on the box. Oh, and, the <laughs> and he's gone again. <laughs> yeah. And I've gone again. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's. Anything else to add on that, Josh, in the uh, Blackburn game? Yeah, I was going to say, kind of adding to what Zach's saying, I think we know that these defenders, they are decent defenders. Like we've seen it under Eustace. And I think the problem we're struggling with is. Under Eustace, the defence were more of a... They played kind of like a low block in that they kind of sat back and kind of when teams attacked, they they dropped, got back into position and just kind of soaked up the pressure, let Bielik and Sunic move across, do their defending. And then if, if the ball did get past them, then it would be, boom, get it straight out. Well, I think with Rooney, they've been encouraged more to... They go towards the players and when they're coming towards them, they hit them straight away. And I think... They're struggling with that a little bit, especially Sanderson, for example. Like you could see in Blackburn, he, he goes towards the ball and, it, and you can clearly see that's what he's been told to do, but he just doesn't get there and he seems to be just slightly off each time. The ball's nicked past and then they're through one-on-one. Um, mm. I think like Buchanan as well came back against Wednesday and was really, really good. But I think he's more the type that if he does go forward, he can get caught out. We know he's not the quickest. We've got Laird on that wing. He can get up and down. But I think Drama again, he's more of a defensive fullback. And I think they're just struggling with that changing tactic of that we've got to get used to pressing when they've got the ball, the defence comes up. And if they do go up, they've got to go up all together and, and probably play the guys offside. And it's going to take a while, I think, with Rooney. Um, I think we've got to get used to that. He, he's not going to go anywhere. Rooney, um, he's definitely staying till January. Um, I get the feeling like he'd stay be... till the end of the season as well, depending on. Yeah, I, I, it's obviously difficult to say on how results might go, but mm-hmm. I think it'd be amazing really to see him go before the end of the season. Really, it's it's going to have to be bad, isn't it, in order for him to? I really, think so. Yeah, really, I know yeah. they they said in the open house that <laughs> um, it seems like 
in January there'll be a couple of transfers, but summer is definitely where the big yeah. overhaul is going to take place. And I think they've backed Rooney, and I think mm. they, it looks like they are going to be sticking with him. Um, he seems to be saying all of the right things. Um, I know we didn't get to see on the live stream of what he said about his tactics and things like that, but mm. from what I've heard from fans, they were very impressed. I mean, what what, what did you take away from what he had to say? Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll 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 segue this on a little bit. Um, definitely, it was. Um, I think it was really just sort of showing that the players can play that type of football. Really, um, they took some footage from the training sessions and a couple of examples from the game. Um, so they basically they're working on in very small areas of the pitch. I think the first clip that they showed us was in the penalty area. Where it was pretty much everybody in the t in the box, so eleven v eleven, and they were trying to work the ball around like a little rondo, basically, and try and keep yeah. the ball as quickly and as fluently as possible, which looked great. And the example they showed us was absolutely fantastic. It honestly went on for about, I'd say, nearly about forty seconds, really, and just keeping the ball relentlessly and quite calmly as well. Like players like Dembele and Miyashi, once they've got it, it's just like, you know, it's immediately yeah. on. The touch is Im immaculate and the pass is brilliant as well. Few other players were looking a little bit shaky, just a couple of trying to get the ball on quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. But that football looks great when it's working and everything. Yeah. And you know, they've got a good setup, they've got a good setup idea in terms of when they lose the ball because uh one of the examples that Rooney showed was at Middlesbrough in his first game where the back two, which was Kevin Long and Dion Sanderson for that game, were like miles away from the central midfield. And they get the ball and they play it through. And it's just like everybody's chasing back just to help Sanderson and Long both out. And Sanderson has to make a, or I think one of the two has to make a ditch challenge, their last ditch challenge, just try and get the ball. They nick it round him and then obviously he's offside, but he puts the ball in the net anyway. So that was an example of where it goes badly. But an example where it goes right was against uh, Sheffield Wednesday. And the back line's all, they're sort of very compact. So the midfield is just in front of the defence and they win the ball and they sort of squeeze them in together so they can win the ball that way. And that looks great, you know, and when it works, it's great. But once you play against teams, and this is something I was thinking of, obviously, because we're playing Sheffield Wednesday there, who are bottom of the league and really struggling. But mm -hmm. you take that into another account with Middlesbrough, who at that time were coming back up and, you know, making more better format of themselves. And also from last night against Blackburn, who are now seventh, you know, better teams are going to provide that tougher challenge, which of course is yep. going to be the case. And, you know, it's, it doesn't mean that the system doesn't work when, you know, you've come up against teams like Blackburn and, you know, we've got bigger games coming up as well this season. We've got Leicester to play who are going to be tough to play against, you know, but Rooney's made it clear that he wants them to play that way. And it, it does work as well because the players can yeah. play it. And there's some players who would really thrive under that. Players like Sariki Dembele, players like um, uh, Koji Miyashi, who looked great in the training session. And uh, the goal that they showed in terms of the build-up um, for the game against Wednesday, Jordan James, like it starts like it's there's loads of passes in before it even gets to James. And the movement is excellent, you know, and they're drawing players out of positions. They're moving it around them. And then once Jay Stansfield's out on that right, which I don't particularly like him being there, I feel like he's much more clinical in the mid in mm -hmm. the central role, and you could probably get Oli Burke or Sariki Dembele to play that role instead to try and you know have Stansfield in James's position. But it's nice to see that working still though, because once the play is nice and smooth and it's flowing, then 
it works and it's great to watch as well because that Jordan James goal was fantastic to celebrate mm. with because it was just like that last little bit. And mm. I think the finishing side though is something the players themselves have to work on really because yeah. obviously there can be coaches who can help them out. I mean, James Beattie was a uh, striker coach a few years ago with Adams and the, the impact that he had with him was absolutely immaculate yeah. really. So it, I think in terms of like that though, if we don't have, I don't know. I don't know whether we have a striker coach or not. I'm not too clued up on that. But well, they they do need to work on the finish and the delivery as well, which I thought was poor last night as well. Like Bakuna again, like it's just like a cross. You just can't seem to find the man. You know, and he he put some decent crosses in last night, but no one there as usual. So just need that little bit of edge sometimes. But the the football definitely works. Um, but yeah, it was yeah. it was great to see really, and obviously just being in the same room with, room with Wayne Rooney and everybody kind of saw a very intense analysis. Yeah, I think I think it's good you got that insight as well, and it's it's very clear that Rooney is a manager who wants to play his way. It doesn't matter the players yeah. he has; he wants to play a certain way. He was the same at Derby County; he wanted his players to play it out the back and play attacking football, and that's what he's trying to do here. And it's. It's quite contrasting, I think, to managers we've seen in the past. Maybe not the best example, but it's the one that springs to mind for a short period. When Lee Bowyer first came in in those first 10 games he took charge, the way he was speaking in his first few interviews, he was emphasising that we've got to go back to basics. He used Juki as his example an awful lot. Get the ball mm. into the big man and play from there. And Lee Bowyer, whilst he didn't have the best end to his time at Blues because he did start to go off piece a little bit at first, he understood that he needed to play to those players' strengths. Whereas mm. Rooney, he's different. He wants to adapt and mould these players into playing his way. So I've got a question for you, Tommy, which I'd be interested to know if it was answered. And I, I assume the answer is no. But did they speak about what the goals were for the season in terms of on the pitch? Because mm. they said they'd invest slightly in January and they said they'd really go for it in summer which is all well and good, but what does it mean for this season? Is this a season where we're just looking to survive or is it a season where we want to push forward and go for that playoff place? Because if I'm hearing that slight investment in January, more in the summer, all well and good, but what about what about the here and now? Because yeah, I, know, yeah. I know Rooney wants time and I know the players want time, which, which is fine, but there's only so much time that can be afforded before things really turn on their head and we're five ten games down the road and we picked up another four five points max so was that answered were goals for the season on the pitch was that answered? yeah yeah it's a great question and no it wasn't really it was a lot of next season a lot of future planning which is all great like you say and you know all the ideas they've got for the blues of making them into a brand a, a name mm. and, and like an icon almost and making them the city i feel like you know that's the biggest thing they're looking for but no it wasn't mentioned and I, I it did think about that. I wasn't keen to ask many questions because I felt very privileged to be there and I thought I'm not going to ask stupid questions because it just feels like they just wouldn't get answered really. But it was, um, yeah, it, it was very much like the, the, the most here and now things about what was happening on the pitch was the analysis they were showing really. Um, and they did uh, they did mention a little bit about um, how possession-based football is so important in football nowadays because they pulled up some statistics from the past eight seasons and they monitored like how many teams have succeeded over possession-based football. And I think 88% of the teams that were highly possession-based have been promoted in the last eight seasons. And I, that that might be wrong. Um, I can't quite remember the statistic. Numbers don't work well with me. I only got a, 
I only got a C in my maths. Um, so they uh, the uh, and they put R's in it, and all the little uh, statistics they put with was all red, you know, and that and and the positions that have really shown from it are evidence as well, which is fair enough. Um, although it does make me smile because my dad and my brother will laugh at this, but the one where we had like slight pale green, where it done like we done okay for the season, uh, was the Gary Monk season, and I like that season a lot. So just like. <laughs> There you go. You know, we're playing decent football. You know, we're getting back up the table. And then we finished 17th because we had a points deduction and a five-game defeat. Um, but yeah, I think I think a realistic view of what might be this season is like a sort of like a, a lower mid-table finish for this season. It's like a 14th for a <coughs> like a 15th or somewhere like that. Um because I don't think we'll get relegated. I think there's way worse yeah. teams than us. I think Wednesday and Rotherham are in big trouble. QPR as well. Yeah. Which is lucky for us because, you know, it could be another season where we finish below 17th, which please just don't. <laughs> I really don't want another season like that. Um, I mean, I said it before the podcast. It, I think the Rooney situation with getting really used to us and getting Rooney in has clouded what a fantastic job the owners have done. And as I said, even the small details away. Obviously, we've had the big details in, you know, the seats coming in and, and the ground mm. being fully open again. But even like behind the scenes, a few pictures I saw, everything looks really done up and amazing. Small things like fireworks before the game and, and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, the open house is a big, you know, statement to say we're going to be open and communicative, which is a complete contrast to what we saw from the previous owners. Oh, but yeah. whilst I agree, hopefully we won't go down. I am still worried because performances haven't been great. Results haven't been great. Yes, there are teams that are sinking, but I always hate having to rely on other teams in order yeah, for us to get what we want. Um, so I I think it is, it is quite concerning in terms of the way we're playing at the moment and the results we're picking up. And we, we don't want... It's frustrating to potentially being set up for another season where we're not moving forward again because this was the time the new owners coming in a completely fresh squad. This was the time for us to push forward, and it's almost annoying that it sounds like it's being set up and almost delayed for next season. And as I said, I'm sure we won't go down because we've got a decent team and we're going to get some investment in January. But what about yeah. the what if we do go down? Because what's next season then going to look like what is all this investment going to happen then because the amount of money you lose from going from championship to one <coughs> is huge and for me as a as a fan the way i see it is the most important thing in football is results on the pitch and it's all well and good all this stuff being around the outside of the pitch being done which is brilliant and i'm so as a fan so extremely grateful for everything that's being done but results and performances have to improve. It's it's as simple as that, isn't it? Because recently it hasn't been anywhere near good enough. Yeah, I mean it is. It, it hasn't been great. Um, but yeah, like a, I I completely get what you say. Like, is there a plan B or anything? Um, which I, think, I imagine there isn't, and I feel like the results will pick up soon, um, as Gary Cook was sort of alluded to in this opening monologue. Um, I, I should also I should also mention actually before uh, the the in the in, five hours that we were there the amount of transparency and the amount of things they were telling us about was honestly so much better than anything the bshl have ever done you know they all the um you know the little statements that bshl put out to the supposed chairman and everything you know that was you know it was nothing it was it, honestly that that sort of stuff was just absolutely 
laughable compared to the stuff that they did at the open house honestly i think there's not many clubs in the world that have done stuff like that the way that they did that on monday night it was absolutely terrific and the way that they sort of did it was different to how like um those meetings go um i've been in meetings before with stuff like that where they have breakout sessions and they put you into groups and um they perhaps come around and talk to you i, I thought when i did see it at first though it was going to be like one of those breakout sessions we have like a like a discussion of the sort of stuff you want to hear from and that like and we had like a, a tour guide uh so there's a few few other groups had like people like davo taking them around dale moon and everything um and i thought we were going to be sat around uh, around the table with the guy and he was going to talk to us about what was going on but instead they took us around the stadium for a quick tour uh, for about 30 minutes and they said of all the things that they've been doing and then they took us to different parts in the stadium so the rooney thing was in the tunnel i think that was in his office uh darren carter and the technical directors were also there craig gardner and hope powell um the women's side was pretty similar to the men's side obviously we're not going to talk too much about it because i don't feel like we um would give a very good example because i don't really watch the women's games no well don't watch the women's games nowhere nearly as analytical as i do as the men's games um but still it looked great and obviously they're doing a great job with them at the moment and hopefully they can get back into the WSL soon um and then they took us to the club shop with Mark Smith and Ian Dutton talking about the business side of things uh talks about the impressions as well that we've been getting since the um takeover and everything and obviously with Tom Brady and everything and Gary Cook and coming in this this like we've been such a big attention for the media and that's what to maybe realize is the media they love a story and we have got a story now. We've got a proper story to tell now. It's like, and this Birmingham on the rise stuff is looking fantastic, you know. And like I said earlier, they want us to be like the city, you know, and they want, uh, I was speaking to the community people at the end, uh, it was in like the last session we had. Uh, and they were talking about the, you know, that badge, you know, having that connection with that badge and, you know, the kids who are in like um, poverty and struggles were coming up and everything, you know, they're all Man City and Man United fans, you know, and they've got no connection with that. But, they want to you know tap into that and make birmingham city like part of them you know and they obviously like they weren't born into it like all three of us were so let's go into them their lives and make a difference for them and then they could come watch the games and have that same sort of interaction really with uh, and obviously with sky now uh, uh, sorry with sky and people like that being interested in reporting on us you know it, it's led to an enormous amount of repressions and it can only be good for the club really and I might be wrong on this statement again, actually. I feel like there was there was definitely billions of impressions we've been getting on social media. But I honestly think that, I, I honestly feel like I remember Ian Dutton saying that we've had about 24 billion impressions on social media, which I don't know if it's true. I, that might be my, my, my brain's remembering this. It might be 2.4. <laughs> um, but we've had a lot of attention, which has been great. They put a little video out on the uh, trailer thing. Uh, they had people like... Um, Premier Joe and things and all that and all the people are involved in the social media side um I mean I wasn't included I was a little bit I was gonna say where were you Tommy I wasn't included in the video I felt a little bit upset by that but um that's fine don't worry about it um I wasn't really there it was uh, they weren't there for me that's for sure it was uh that was the football content awards that was all about me that was (laughs) before before you segue on to that, actually, I do have one more question. What were, what were the breakout rooms like then? What, what what was sort of what did that involve? Oh yeah, I wasn't segueing it on. I was just I was still talking yeah. about the open house. Yeah, the the breakout sessions were basically like presentations, basically. So Rooney did his thing about the analysis and the way that he wanted to play it. 
uh, Ian Dutton and Mark Smiths were like how the club's going forward, the, um, the sort of the future for the brand of the club and everything and the partners they're going to look to attract. Um, and then it was Jeremy Dale who was doing the new supporters club, I think it's called. Um, yeah, I don't remember much from that now that I remember. I know it feels like I haven't said anything, but I, <laughs> I honestly can't remember much from that. And then uh, Liam Dash was talking uh, about the academy side of things when we went up into the uh, Legends Lounge. Yeah, that's it. Um, that was good. Uh, he had Brandon Keller or Keeler, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong with him, uh, Gemma Lawley. Uh, they talked about sort of how the academy's given like a good start in life to young people and everything, which I, I thought about this actually. Uh, we we also had a couple of other sessions, which I'll get onto after this. But I thought about like the academy and obviously the way that he said about um, you know a good start for young people in their lives. I thought that's a great thing to say, really. And I did think though, because he acknowledged, you know, not everybody who comes through the academy setup is going to go and be a professional footballer. But it did make me think, like the way that they're sort of going about things and being like you know Birmingham being the city now. Like I, it did make me think, like those younger people, they could educate them and sort of like get them ready for a job at the club. Do you know what I mean? Because like if they, because obviously Gardner, for example, he's done it the other way around, so he's become a footballer, but now he's gone on to go and get another role in the club as the director role. Yeah. But if there's a really smart kid, you know, who's like I don't know, doing well in a school and education and stuff like that, but you know, he's also with the academy at the Blues, but doesn't quite make it towards the professional level to go and play for the actual team. You know, there's still an opportunity for him to go and get a job at the club, which I thought, you know, and the way that he was talking about giving people a good education and giving young people a good start in life, I thought, well, the Blues could really tap into something yeah. like that. So I think there's an opportunity there for them to be a real influence in their lives. Yeah, that's exactly what I had at Kidderminster when I finished high school. I went to play for Kidderminster and I was playing football full time Monday to Friday, game midweek, and I was doing a course at the same time. So it allowed me to have an opportunity to make it into football, which didn't happen. But there you go. But it gave me a, a, a qualification as well. So if I want to work in sport in the future, which hopefully I, I will, I, I've got that there as well. And I think a lot of clubs are sort of doing that these days. And I think it's brilliant because it gives those young people opportunity. Go, go back 20 years. If you if you all you've done all your life is play football and 21, sorry, you're not good enough, you're released. Well, what yeah. do I do now? But having the opportunity to play football and if you don't make it, well, you've got this, this, this qualification behind you and you can go into this industry, I think it's brilliant. So I don't know if Blues, did you say they do have something like that or you think it would be good if they did? I think, that, I think it'd be good to have something like that. So the academy could be almost extended into a like an education system almost. So they... <coughs> excuse me they almost have like a like lessons with it and like they go on to do something they're interested in um you know just like a little bit of extra tuition whilst they're playing football and everything um particularly if it doesn't look like they are going to be on like sort of going on to becoming like a player or anything but if they've got like a real passion for i don't know business side of things you know then ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They could get them involved with the club. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a thought and everything. But I think it's um, the way that he was talking about like the uh, good start in life and everything. And... Uh, the education system, the education they're given as well, and making them good people. I feel like that's something they could really tap into. I feel like it's um, a possibility for them, really. Um, yeah, then we moved into the uh, new uh, Alliance suite or lounge or whatever it is. I think it's just called the Alliance, actually, which is amazing, by the way. It really is like proper top notch sort of stuff. Then the room, obviously, they've got the bar, which is in the that sort of circle, uh, horseshoe shape. Um, they didn't serve drinks, of course. <laughs> I did have a cup of tea there, though. It was like my eighth of the day. Honestly, I was up about six o'clock, um, going around, rushing around, doing loads of stuff. Um, but then there, there's like this little um, breakaway sort of room as well, which is just really nice. It's the one thing, actually, about I do like about the uh, not just the one thing. <laughs> oh, it's just one thing that I like about it. But the the amount of blue that's in the stadium now it, it looks great you know the seats yeah. are like proper blue and you know the seats uh the stairs are white all the little sp- uh, little banners are proper blue and everything so it, it really stands out you know when you when you're down by the pitch as well it's quite low light and everything looking at like the opposite stand i took a photo of it and it's like the colors in there and the tunnel's really blue as well and the all the um new art and everything inside the tunnel's really blue and everything um it's also um it's not painted onto the wall as well which i thought was quite interesting it's um canvas so the you know the new sort of stuff along the side it looks like it's the wall and everything it's like this sort of uh like sheet i imagine there's a wall behind it i don't think if you'd lent on it you'd sort of fall through it but there is like a a wall it's just like a little bit of like a sheeting almost it's canvas which i thought was quite interesting um probably nobody else does do they um but yeah it it was good though it's like all the new design of things and they've got bigger ideas as well that's coming out um i i don't know whether this is out in the public actually no i'll forget it um there we were told things that um are a little bit confidential. I don't think they would be upset if they were um, coming out. Also, obviously, they wouldn't have told us about these things. Um, but yeah, I'm just being a little bit, I'm being like a tad cautious, just in case I get an angry phone call off somebody saying, "Why did you put that out there? You didn't. We didn't have that outside." Um, yeah. Aside from that, I mean, the guy we were talking to about the um, uh, renovations and everything was excellent. You know, um, I'll remember his name in a minute because um, he was really really good in terms of the way he was talking about the new stadium the new looks of the the ground and everything and i honestly the the speed like i i, I completely forgot how quickly they did it it was absolutely remarkable all the stuff outside the stands and you know they did they, they showed us another clip of like the time lapse that they took and it's like i completely forgot about that because obviously i went down to the trevor francis thing and they just started all and it was like pretty much bare and it looked like the old 2010 stuff because they had all that up before mm. um 
and it was all down immediately. They got the established 1875 thing up. They got the Birmingham City thing. And then obviously got the badge and the two sideboards as well. And then obviously all the stuff inside the stadium and, you know, the lower tiers as well. Like they've had their little bit of a blip with the Buckingham group going out of business. But as soon as they got the other people in, it's like, woof, in, yeah. done. The cop came up like that, didn't it? Literally yeah. clicked the fingers and, and the cop sorted. They've actually, they've done it quicker than, because obviously Anfield had the same people, didn't they? And they yeah, finished yeah. our stadium quicker than Anfield. Like that's not, mm. that's still mm. stopped. So they've literally yeah, I imagine, just done yeah, it like yeah. that. I can't remember who they went with actually. I think they were a local business. So they just they yeah. said, um, Buckingham, we've gone out of business. Do you mind finishing the job off for us? Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool for them to do. Um, but yeah, they did the they've obviously got the new subs benches in, they've done the alliance, mm-hmm. which was also had its issues of its own. It was meant to open the Leeds game and they had like that massive flood from the I think it was a leak in the ceiling that they had, so they had to sort that out as well. But then just woof, straight through which really sort of amplifies the sort of intent they've got really and obviously yeah. um tom wagner and knighthead and everything it's like they want things done quickly but also done properly as well and well that that's sort of what it, I, I took away from all of that is that they want to be great you know they don't want to be you know just stabilizing and just see where it goes from there you know they've got big ambitions they've got in a massive partner with like in undefeated they've got bigger ones lined up and they've got an ambition to get us back into the Premier League and make us an established Premier League team and really just make like us a, like a proper club again, you know, and get fans down to the ground and everything, make it a good atmosphere, make it a good, you know, a, a good sort of thing to do on a Saturday. Because Gary Cook said this in his um, Q&A at the end. He said, like, nothing worked when he got here. You know, there was no heating, there was no hot water. There's nothing, nothing works. The phone lines are all pretty crap as well. So they're fixing those and the Wi-Fi and the connection and that. Um, so really, it's just like them trying to make Birmingham City, Birmingham, if that makes sense as well. Mm. It's like the, the city is ours, you know, and that's the thing. That's the mantra that they were really trying to get through Birmingham on the rise again. You know, all those things that have been, you know, sort of used as like advertising tools are really stuff that they stick with. Um I think Gary Cook's probably the best person to take us forward in that mark as well, really, because yeah. he's just got the idea, isn't he? He's already great in business, and he just gets the blues as well. So, really, I think there was um, nothing really that was um, that you could really argue with. Really, I think that they they timed it well as well in terms of when they were doing it. I think it would have been better had they have done it perhaps between two home games um, because it would have been good to have come back down. Like like if last night was at home to Blackburn. Like the atmosphere would have been really, really quite good then, wouldn't it? It'd be quite pumped from the feeling, but because it was Blackburn and I mean we took a very few, but still it was like it just wasn't our soil, was it? I mean, after Sheffield Wednesday putting a win, uh Rooney's first win as well, so we're feeling better at the stadium and everything. But had it been like Blackburn at home last night, I think it would have been like, Yeah, we're here. We can see all the changes, we've heard all the stuff on social media. Um, which as well, other people who did stuff on uh it as well. We we've done an article. Um, but other people who've written stuff up about it and done Twitter threads and everything, they were excellent as well, great to read through. Um, yeah, it was just a really great night, really. I can't really say anything bad about it, really. There was um, nothing really, you know, nothing bad to report. I don't know whether you guys got any other questions because I feel like I'm rambling now. <laughs> no, I think I think everything you said there, as I said at the start, is so positive. We, we couldn't have had a better group, I don't think, come into the club 
um, in terms of what they've done in, in the short period of time they've been here has just been remarkable. And as as a fans, we're all so grateful for everything they're doing and will continue to do. Um, mm. It all sounds so positive and I know results aren't exactly what we want at the moment. But having said that, they're clearly ambitious people. They clearly want what's best for Birmingham City. Um, and e- even, as I said, the, the decision to get rid of Eustace and, and bring in Rooney, again, although isn't proving fruitful at the moment, they just want what's best for the club, which couldn't be said about our last owners. So we're so lucky to have them in and, and, and the open night sounded really good. It sounds like they were so open, so transparent. I mean, if yeah. you're delving into things like tactics, it shows how open and how honest and how much they want the fans to yeah. be informed and know, which is a complete contrast to the last guys. So it, it just, <laughs> yeah, it all sounds really good. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think the one thing I've taken away from that, obviously, as Zach said, like on on the pitch, it's not fully working. And I think under the old owners, it would be like, oh, God, it's only going one way. But I think with these current owners, they've come in and I think the word is relentless. That's kind of how they're active with everything is that Mm. if they're faced with something, they're going to get it fixed like that. And I know, obviously, it hasn't had a good start with Rooney, but... I every time I watch us, I just think, although it's not good, I'll go, I'll go away. And when I rethink really it, I, I can't see it failing because I don't think they will allow it to. They will be so mm. relentless. They will just keep going, keep going until it does. And yeah. you say with the risk of relegation, I think, yes, that is there because the way results go in. But I think there is we won't get into that situation because they will not let it happen. I think that's yeah. if they have a clear aim and nothing will stop them. I think if they need to, they will cut ties with Rooney, but they are going to make sure he has every single opportunity to succeed. And they'll only do it when there is no other option. And when they yeah. do, they will have a backup option. Which yeah, will they work definitely will. They'll have, um, they'll have a manager as well that will be uh, relevant to the uh, style of play and the attitude yeah. they <coughs> the attitude that they want as well. Sorry, I'm coughing a lot tonight. <coughs> Cold night last night, mate. It really was actually. I feel like it's brought up a few colds and stuff like that. Um, <coughs> oh come on! Because um, we were saying that, weren't we? When Rooney was appointed, that he, um, if he doesn't work out, they will have another pl- manager in charge to yeah. you know carry on that plan. And that wasn't um, the case with BSHL or anybody before that. It was like, well, we sat to manager. Who do we get in now? Like Bowyer was the, Bowyer was someone to keep us up and you know perhaps yeah. keep us on board and everything. Karanka was their idea of like a rebuild, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And when that failed, I think they threw the toys out of the pram a little bit. I think they were a little bit upset about that. Um, I think, yeah, I definitely think though the monk is definitely the biggest thing that sets us on this path in terms of going down such a spiral but you know that's the old blues now really and really since ever they've since ever the, ever since they've took over you know there is no um <clears throat> there's no way we're going to end up going back into those patterns of like being self-destructive as usual um i know that rooney at times might feel like a bit of a self-destruct button but you know that the idea isn't the self-destruction really like the the idea you know because if he comes in and wins his first three games it's works isn't it but because it hasn't worked and they were tough games you know in fairness yeah. in hindsight as well you know we were playing teams who were very much on the rise in terms of coming back into good form for the season 
and we have got players who still are you know struggling to find their feet and everything um but we've got some really good players as well and i, I you know I, I definitely do believe that um it was a bit of a rash decision to make um uh Rooney the manager after such a a good run with Eustace and I also think it's a bit rash like Zach was saying earlier and like I've said before to change up the system and change things that were uh, the players were getting used to but you know that's how football goes you know and I think those players are more than capable of playing their positions and those uh tactics and everything because you know we, we we weren't like out of the game last night I feel like that had that been Eustace's this um team last night I think they probably would have got undone you know that counter-attacking football probably wouldn't work last night really but um yeah it's still it's still a work in progress um I imagine there'll be some fans out there who probably won't want to hear that but you know that's that's business really it's not football in that case it's like it's business and footballers on that pitch you know have still got time to work on things they've still got time to um find their feet and find the right positions but uh, definitely the business off the pitch is stable there's no way that that's going to be a, an issue in the future and i'm very very happy about that after these last few years really and Rooney didn't have the luxury of a pre-season or the opportunity to get in his own players did he so hopefully over january and hopefully over the summer if he's still here he gets that opportunity to mold the squad and do what he wants to do and and set them up in in pre-season the way he wants to and then yeah. we can really push forward and hope hope results pick up because at the moment he's got to, he's got to find a way to, to to get this team playing good football and, and get us winning games. Um, yeah. And hopefully that will that will happen very soon. Yeah. How do we think we're going to get on against Rotherham then? Um, Rotherham aren't doing well, are they? They've had a, a really really tough start to the season. Um, it, it is a home game, isn't it? We're at home, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I th- it's it, it's it's giving similar vibes to the Sheffield Wednesday game in that I do believe we will win the game, but how convincingly we win the game, I'm not sure because Sheffield Wednesday certainly wasn't a convincing performance, was it? Um, so whether Rotherham will be similar, I'm not sure. Um, but I can see us picking up three points, um, yeah. especially after the open house. And uh, yes, we lost four two, but there were positive signs in that Blackburn game yesterday. Um, so I can I can see it going well this weekend. I can see maybe a Another 2-1 win, I can see us getting a couple, but defensively we are conceding a lot. I can't keep see us keeping a clean sheet anytime soon, put it that way. Um, but yeah, I think this weekend is a, is a good opportunity for points. And it's a game where really we need all three points because, like you said, Tommy, we have had tough games recently. But to be honest, the Championship's a tough league. And if we're just going to roll over every time we play a tough team, then we're going to go down. So mm. we, we need points against Rotherham. Um, all three, ideally, uh, and I think we will get out. I think we could walk away with a two-one win. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we'll. Yeah, I think we'll win. Josh. Yeah, I think I think this is the first game under Rooney where we'll properly see how he wants to play because I think Rotherham will come and just sit back. I think Sheffield Wednesday had that kind of counter-attacking ability, which I think our defense at the moment aren't too sure about. Like with with quick players up front. Obviously, Rotherham are very much just hoof it to Jordan Hugel. And I think Sanderson will be okay with that. I think that kind of suits his game a little bit more. I think it'll be the first game where we have proper possession under Rooney. Um, Mm. And I think that's where your players like Dembele, Miyoshi needs to get on the ball in this game and Mm. do how he was playing under users where he was going to the ball 
and looking to find space. Um, so I'm hoping that we have a lot of the ball and we create chances. Um, again, I don't see us losing. Um, there might be a slip up and we draw, but really I, I see us winning. And I think we need to use this as the catalyst now to kick mm. on. Um, I think the Blackburn game it wasn't the result. But I think the way the game played out kind of suited Blackburn in that they kind of like that chaotic kind of game. They don't keep clean sheets. And their tactic is very much just score more than the opposition. But I think mm. Rotherham will come more to sit back and we'll have to break them down. And I think that's where we will play better when we've got the ball and we'll be able to play that possession game that Rooney wants to play. Because when they get the ball, they're just going to hoof it. And I think if we press them, they're, they're going to panic. So yeah, I think we'll see I that press, we'll see Rooney ball and hopefully this will be the kind of like the showing to the fans of that Rooney can say, look, this, it works and just hopefully we get it. Yeah, I think they're the best opportunities to show it really because against Wednesday we were, um, you know, had a decent display of us. Definitely in the second half, first half we weren't in the game at all. Um, but I feel like we've, kind of got to show that really because we're not going to get a better opportunity really unless we play outstandingly against Leeds which is very unlikely um you know because those games you know are must wins anyway but if we're gonna get fans on board with the way that he's gonna be playing then you know this is perfect opportunity really but you know rather from a you know definitely a decent side you know there's still a good you know there's, there's still um there's still got chances this season to turn things around um and, you know, like this, there's definitely still, you know, things that we can worry about them really, because if they are going to do a bit of a hoofball thing, then, you know, that, that could result in like some opportunities for them to try and get beyond Sanderson and I were really. And, you know, the technically like the last two, the, the goals last, uh, last night really from uh, Schmodix really were like uh, sort of variations of launch, launching it forward, but they definitely caught Sanderson and I were out. So, you know, there's opportunities them for them on the weekend, but yeah, it's it's tough to say that they, you know, are going to win because it's, their form just doesn't show it really. And um, I think they've got like 13, 12 points, one of those really. So it's no, they've not had a great start at all. So um, I definitely think we're more more than capable of winning on the weekend. I feel like get Stansfield through the middle, keep him there through the middle as well. Don't let him go drifting out wide or anything. If we've got players that need to drift wide, let it be Burke, let it be Stan, um, let it be Dembele, one of the two. Even Miyashi, you know, get him going out to the wide and picking stuff up, you know, and creating chances, you know, through the middle and everything. So like, and obviously, you know, if they're going to play hoofball, then we're going to play it on the floor. So like, we've got to do like the opposite of what they're going to do at the weekend, which is like a perfect opportunity for us to demonstrate Rooney's new tactics and everything. And I think we will win. I think we'll win three 0 as well. Um, I don't think rather more talent challenge us really. I feel like Sanderson and you know Ruddy have obviously been uh, called out for stuff on game against last night, but you know it's. Mistakes and everybody makes them, so I feel like they'll make up for them at the weekend. I do feel like we're going to win. Um, you say 2 1, Zach. I'm going to go 2 1. Yeah, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet at the moment, even though Ron Froome are having a torrid time, but yeah, I'm going to go 2 1. 2 1, and then Josh, you went a 2 1 as well. 2 0. I think we two will nil, keep okay. a clean sheet. I think they'll ha they all have chances, but I think we'll just get away with it and we'll get yeah. our first clean sheet under Rooney. Very good. Well, oh, I was going to say, I guess there's two bits of news that have come out today. 
oh, uh, yes. rather comedically the the new mascots. What do we what do we think? Uh, I, did, I thought you were going to talk about Donovan first. I thought that's the first. <laughs> nah, <thing>. I, I <laughs> think the important, the important stuff first in the new mascots. Now I, they're uh, they're they're interesting, aren't they? They're um, a, a downgrade, they? fair to say. What have they done? Honestly, <laughs> I'm not a fan of them at downgrade. all. Yeah, I I, no, I, I don't know who, I don't know who looked at those and thought, yes, they're good. I'm going to take those and run them this. through. We've smashed. Yeah. <laughs> but now, nah, I, I was going to say, I think it's one of those decisions where you look and you just go, why, what, why? Did they? What I don't know why they do them though. Like, were they? Yeah, but but the old mascot suits a bit like, <laughs> but they're a bit worn out or something. They're looking at getting new ones, and they said, well, well, rather than buying the same old ones again, why don't we go and make some new ones that'll look better? No kid's going to want to go and get their photo taken with that. That's just, oh, I don't want that at all. <laughs> they look, oh, no, I, I'm no, right, moving they're, on. They're Donovan. not great, but move on. <laughs> yeah, on <to> <laughs> yeah I, I think more important news is 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 the Donovan contract. I, I, I think overall it's it's such a positive thing. I've mm-hmm. I've only watched I think two or three games of like a full 90 minutes this season with the 21s. Uh, I think two actually. But the, the, the games I've seen him in, he looks brilliant. Very, very good on the ball. Um, probably similar to probably the nearest thing to a first team player is Miyoshi in that he's quite a small build player, but he, he, he flies past players like they're not there. Um, I think it's so fantastic. We've got this young lad on, on a on a contract now, only 17. Um, he's obviously come off the bench. Is it twice now he's come off the bench for Blues? Um, yeah. he, he just looks really, really good. And I think to, to have him as our player, uh, I think is so fantastic and, and such a positive thing. And and we've mentioned it before, but Rooney loves to play the younger players, doesn't he? And I feel we've seen it with Ramel Donovan signing a contract today. We've seen Jordan James getting far more minutes, which I think is a really positive thing because I, I think he's yeah. looked very good so far this season. Um, and showed early signs of that in pre-season. Um, but to have these youngsters coming through the ranks and someone like Ramel signing the contracts, I think it's a, yeah, a, a really positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do I just want to just flash this um, message up from the chat. Do you remember the blue nose mascot? Uh, I don't remember him, but I have seen photos of him. My mum's had a photo of yeah, him Yeah, I've before. seen pictures. We've had bad mascots before, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't it. know what the... Yeah, is this I worse? Don't know why. Is this one worse? Worse than Bruno's. Um, I just remember him. Like said, we used to have like... Um, there, there was this, this thing called... Um, there was um, like the halftime entertainment, which uh, coincidentally is actually not a thing anymore, Chip and Win, is it? That's. Uh, I I thought that, yeah. I thought they were waiting yeah. until obviously no. the Tilton opened back up, but um, yeah. yeah, they've just completely stopped. Just I guess completely... Because they're doing more of the talking now with the... Uh, whoever this half-time guest is. Um, I suppose so, yeah. They've got the new camera stuff as well on the board yeah. as well. But they used to have, um, I think it was the shed or something, whatever. People used to yes. try and chip it into the shed. Yes. And people used to boo it on. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. They, um, they, get, they got rid of it for a couple of years and then they brought it back for like once. One game. I was at that yeah, game. One yeah, one game. Weird, that yeah. was. But we've had some weird half-time entertainment. We, we had for like a couple of games at the start of the um, Monk season uh, where we were doing like this spin round the ball and the, like dizzy penalties basically yes. and that was just like yes. a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had the 888 <laughs> sport thing. We had to kick it through the um, yeah. the circles. Yeah. I never was a fan of that. Chip and wins the goat. That's the thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you Chip could, and win is the best. 
no one's ever even had a go from the halfway line, have they? they I think the furthest no, they've got is one. They have. It. They definitely have, yeah. They? they definitely have. Nobody's ever gotten in from halfway, but they definitely have no, gone to no. halfway line. They've before. got it from the one before, haven't they? I remember Colin Doyle always used to be able to do it from the halfway line. I remember that in the um, Chris Hewton season where we yes. uh, the season actually went down. He used to always do it from the halfway line after we'd, everybody had done their bits. And yeah. Rich on the mic, he says, he's done it again. He's done it again. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> lo- literally launched it from the halfway line straight into the back of the net. No bounce at all. Just completely in. Yeah, there's um, there's been some funny conventional stuff at Blues before, hasn't there? Blue Nose, the Shed, the Tamperer as well, which obviously people were kicking up a fuss at the start of the season, weren't they, about that as well? They wanted a, a new song. Mm. We've, we've changed that as well, as well, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, in mm. previous years. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I suppose um, maybe some conventional things would be good to bring into uh, back into play with uh, the new owners. Maybe they could have a look at some of the things like that. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much what we uh, wrapped up for today um nothing else to talk about i don't think we do um so yeah thank you guys for listening to this episode of the blues focus podcast we're going to try and get back into a more consistent flow we know we've um, missed a few games now we've missed um i think with switch was the last one we were doing um but yeah we'll try and get back on those a bit more um yeah i feel like um why don't you do a podcast on the old times at the club i don't know why actually i don't know why i don't do like just old time blue stuff uh, i don't think i probably have the wrong demographic really to doing like old blues really i'm only 21 well, to, to be fair your knowledge is very good of like from when you were born <laughs> to now is pretty good on blue so i think certainly the last uh in the 2000s i think maybe we could uh, maybe we could make a segment for it sounds good i think we've got a bit of a delay as well <laughs> Yeah, mega delay. Probably best to wrap it up. Yeah, I, I thought that as well. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Blue Code, uh, Blues Focus podcast. Thank you, Zach and Josh, for joining me again. Uh, we will be back after the Rotherham game on Sunday night, so be sure to tune into that. Uh, Bob coming out as usual on Saturday, and we will be doing more stuff coming up uh, very soon. We've got a few podcast guests lined up for the new year as well. Uh, looking forward to all of that. Um, yeah, just some more stuff as well. Obviously, like we've mentioned, we won the uh, Football Content Awards. I did do a vlog for it, but I didn't get much footage in the end, so it's difficult really to try and pin together stuff when um, Jamie's over your shoulder completely out of his mind. I'm joking, he was actually quite sober for most of this. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good night, that was, but um, it's, just, it's just the start of things, really. We're going to kick on from here. Um, and we've got bigger, better ambitions for the channel and the brand as general really so um yeah be sure to stay tuned to all the things that we've got coming up um plenty more to come thank you guys for listening and keep right on away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.